0: Well, me and Toby and Graham are hosting our very first D&D night in a while tomorrow. We have a couple who are like very cautious and they're friends of ours. And um, mm-hmm. and because we work from home and like they're very socially conscious, we've decided to include them in our bubble mm-hmm. of like people that we can see. <laughs> and so Toby wanted to make something special and he wanted to make stuffed peppers, but I don't like bell pepper. So I was like, you could just put the filling in like something else. And he was like, what? And I was like, I don't know. You could make like tamales, I guess. And he was like, Oh my God, I've never made tamales. Let's do it. And so Toby got so into it because he has an instant pot. So he looked up this recipe for like how to steam them. And we went to the Mexican grocery store and we got the corn husks and we got the chorizo and we got everything. Mm-hmm. Um, we cooked up some tamales and the second batch is done. The timer's beeping. He's got his hand on the instant pot to like let the steam release. And he looks at me and he goes, What do you think the wildest thing that could happen is when I open this? And I was like, what? And he's like, I think it would be the wildest thing ever if I opened this and there just were none in here. (laughs) And I was like, I think it would be the wildest thing ever if you opened it up and they were all corn. (laughs) Just corn? Just corn. And he's like, that's pretty whack. Yeah. I think it would be the wildest thing ever if I opened them up and they were all full of candy. And I said... I think it would be the wildest thing ever if you opened it up and they began to take themselves out of the Instant Pot. (laughs) And he went, I'd go, ah, and then I'd be fine with it.
1: (laughs) So what ended up happening? Oh, they came out great. Oh, great. Um, Yeah, we glad to hear it.
0: We tried a couple of them and they came out good. And then he issued his executive order throughout the house that no one is allowed to eat them because they're for D&D tomorrow. Uh, oh, I had to go to, um, to the grocery store again to get corn husks because we weren't able to find them before today. So we were just like making the filling on a wish and a prayer, like hoping that we'd find them somewhere. And then by the time I found them, they were like almost sold out. I don't know if like the Chicago, like Latinx communities are like just really feeling tamales right now, but like, that's I couldn't find these corn husks anywhere. But anyway, has
1: the temperature dropped there at all? Um, a, just like a
0: little bit.
1: Like that not- might be enough. <laughs> that might be enough. <laughs> like, like, like when fall is in the air, like the Hispanic population, we're just like, <gasps> tamale season. <laughs> like- <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like it's like y'all's pumpkin spice. Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. <laughs> I love it. So anyway, so we made tamales and it was very successful. But I'm not allowed to eat them until tomorrow.
1: Well, hopefully we can just fast forward time and it will be tomorrow and you can eat all the tamales you want. By the time
0: this airs tomorrow, we'll have long come and gone. So I guess I could tweet about them, about how how good they are, but it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. So I'll have to relive it. You'll have to
1: go to the future to tweet about the past.
0: Yeah. So speaking of time travel, I think that would be a good topic for today's episode. What do you think?
1: I think that sounds like a great idea. Okay, let's go. Let's have that be our topic.
0: What's up, Spider-Pals? My name is Zeke. And I'm Kat. And we are here to ask the question, was Spider-Man there? Except for this week, we want to know, when was Spider-Man there? And you have to tell us, down to the millisecond. You have to tell us in military time, 24-hour time, was Spider-Man there at 0800? Or was he there at 20... when it's midnight in 24-hour time, do you say it's 24 o'clock? Or no, do you it's 0-100. Okay so, okay, so it's zero o'clock. Yeah. I love it. Perfect. Anyway, we <laughs> Kat and I uh, do this podcast because we both enjoy comics immensely, and we are both fans of Spider-Man. I came into this podcast not knowing a whole lot about Spider-Man, and Kat has traveled through oceans of time to find Spider-Man. That's a Dracula reference because it's almost (laughs) Halloween. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so we like to do the show just to find out where Spider-Man has been, when he's been there, what he was doing, what he gets up to. Who he gets up to it with, you know, we just like to keep it chill, kind of loosey-goosey on the show. The first segment that we do is called Elevator Pitch. This is where Kat gives me a theme for the week, and I get to put together what I hope to be an original comic book storyline. I'm not allowed to do any research. I have to go off of what I know, which is usually nothing. And then Kat gets to do some ample research, and then we come back, and we talk about, was Spider-Man there? And there's also a second half of the podcast, but you can time travel over there now, if you want to, but time travel is not very good for you. So you should probably sit and get through at least the first half and then get over there. So you don't like turn inside out or whatever
1: when it's It's cat's half. Right. So Kat, I know we mentioned it in our cold open, but can you tell us what our theme is this week? Yes, we are going to be talking about time travel stories. I love a good old fashioned time travel story. And I know I'm not alone in that. Like, I grew up being a real big fan of, like, the Back to the Future movies. Mm-hmm. And as I got a little bit older, I got real into Quantum Leap. And I was really excited today as I was kind of finishing up my notes and getting prepared for this. I was scrolling through Twitter and I saw that friend of the show, Dan Slott, was apparently re watching Quantum Leap like this weekend. And so he was <laughs> tweeting a lot about it. And I was just like, I feel like we're we're thinking the same thoughts here we you know making a lot of the same observations i would love a quantum leap revival i think the world would be a better place mm-hmm. if we got scott Bakula back on tv making more of that show if we got him Bakula on tv yeah. <laughs> yeah but uh of course uh time travel is nothing new for comic books so there's plenty of it and i really wanted to dig into some of the spider-man time travel stories what's your favorite quantum leap episode oh gosh that's a tough one there's so many good ones there's an episode okay so of course i really like the episodes where he becomes like someone that isn't a straight white male absolutely um and there is an episode where he goes into what i want to say is probably like the 60s and he jumps into the body of like a secretary Mm -hmm. and the person that he's there to help is a lady that works in the office who is the mistress of like her boss. And he sold her the lie that like, Oh, my marriage is on the rocks and we're going to split up and I'm going to be with you. And what originally happens is that like, she finds out that that's all a lie and she ends up like killing herself. And so he's there to like help her not do that. um, When she finds out that this is all a lie or whatever, but it ends up being this like really positive, like feminist message and not just like oh because like he helps her get through it and he helps her realize that she has plenty to live for or whatever but like at the end of the episode you know they always have a little recap like oh what happened what ended up happening to this person what ended up happening to this person mm-hmm. and he finds out that like i think the the woman that he leapt into like she never gets married or has kids or anything and he's like oh and he's a little bit like you can tell he's a little bit sad about it but then al is like hey that doesn't mean she didn't have a great life and like that she wasn't fulfilled and i'm like yeah yeah uh dr beckett like it's okay like you're from the year 1995 or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> whatever the future is at that time. <laughs> you, you, you can, you know, women have to get married and have kids. But yeah, that was like one of the episodes that stuck with you. But there's so many good ones. Yeah. There's so many good ones.
0: I love anytime I ask you a question like this and I have an answer in mind and your answer is like, I really liked this one for the themes and the elements, and my answer is like, I liked this one because it was weird. Um, (laughs) What's your favorite episode? My favorite episode of Quantum Leap is called Blood Moon, and it's the one where he leaps into the body of a man who believes himself to be a vampire, and (laughs) he tries to save his wife from being murdered in like a vampire ritual. (laughs) Uh, Fun fact, it's one of the only Quantum Leap episodes that takes place outside the USA. It takes place in the UK. Uh That's oh, it. there's also
1: there's also the spooky one where like he leaps. It's like a Halloween episode, mm-hmm. and it like ends up having to do something with Stephen King or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah, with but, but, but like the ghosts are real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that um, was another weird one.
0: <laughs> let's talk about Spider Man. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> um, we are, we're actually gonna play the intro music again in a second. Um, <laughs> so this week, so you've brought me time travel and. I usually try to have an indirect take on the theme that you've given me because I feel like it's so easy for me to be like, and then Spider-Man went to the future and there were future robots. And he was like, ah, oh, the future robots, they've captured me. <laughs> and then, and then the future robots take off his mask and he's Peter Parker and it's on everyone's hologram watch. And he's like, oh, what do I do? And then he destroys the transmission and he goes back to the past and everything's fine. And like, yeah, okay that's fine <laughs> like whatever <laughs> that's a good that's fine but i wanted one that was like i wanted it to have a chain reaction sort of like back to the future but not in that way because that was real wild of them so i have a story where spider-man goes back to the past of so 19- far so good and he goes to 1980 <laughs> which is not the distant past but it is the past I want to say he gets thrown there through a quantum collider or something or other. He definitely doesn't go of his own accord. I feel like no one time travels of their own accord in comics, except for, like, Cable. But anyway, so he gets chonked into 1980, and he's like, what's... I hate this. Um, (laughs) I feel like I've done this before, but I hate this. Because this is 2020 Peter Parker. Like, he's used to stuff. He's a millennial. Like, he's used to stuff. And, like, 1980 for him is like, okay, I've seen a movie. Like, I've seen Ferris Bueller. like (laughs) So he's running around 1980s trying to figure out how to get back. And he kind of stumbles upon this kid getting bullied, like, in a back alley. And he's like, well, I'm still Spider-Man. I still got to do the Spider-Man thing. So he runs up and he, like, kind of makes the bully scatter. And this kid's like, what the hell are... you doing in this big spandex suit please don't uh, be a weirdo and spider-man's <laughs> like i'm not a weirdo i'm just spider-man and you don't know me yet but i'm gonna be famous in the future so yeah so anyway i saved your butt deuces and then this kid is like well hold up are you a hero and spider-man's like um yeah i mean i'm i'm like a friendly neighborhood kind of guy i wouldn't really say like hero
1: I'm big I've, in Japan, though. <laughs> he's,
0: yeah, I'm big in Japan. Um, I've saved the world like at least 20 times, but nobody ever thanked me for it. So I don't know if I get to be a hero. My boss hates me. Like, I don't really, you know, whatever. I'm just a normal dude under here. But I'm not going to show you because I feel like that could ruin everything. And so, of course, like he's walking through the street and like he's... He's like, I gotta get some clothes or something. I've gotta, like, hide the Spider-Man outfit, even though I have to keep the mask on until I figure this out. And so he starts, like, web-slinging. And I kind of took a page out of, like, uh, Boku no Hero, because he's, like, swinging. And he's like, why do I feel so heavy? And the kid's, like, hanging on to him. And he's like, what <laughs> is going on with you? Why are you so obsessed with me? And the kid's like, I just think heroes are so cool. Like, I think it would be really neat to save everyone. And he's like, well, I'm going to have to keep saving you. And that's exactly what happens. Like, throughout his, like, trials, trying to figure out how to find Doc Ock in 1980 to, like, get back to 2020, this kid is tailing him, like, the whole time. And he's constantly having to get this kid out of trouble, saving him from, like, an explosion or grabbing him from in front of a moving car, just over and over and over again. And eventually he's like, listen, okay, you got to go. Like, this hero business, it's... Not great. You shouldn't do it. You shouldn't want to do it. Just be a hero in your own community. Don't strive for superhero. Okay? Like, this is not fun, what I do. I mean, it's fun. But it's not fun. I enjoy being Spider-Man, but only sometimes. (laughs) You gotta go back home. Don't you have a family? Don't you have parents? And the kid's like, yeah, but they don't really have time for me. And Spider-Man's like, of course they don't have time for you. Of course, you're a troubled kid. Of course. Ugh. Okay, well... Just listen, what I'm about to do is really dangerous, so please don't get in my way. And the kid's like, okay. And so he finds Doc Ock, and Doc Ock is like, a man who is also a spider. And he's like, yeah, we're going to be really good friends in a few years. But like, for right now, I just need you to chalk me back to 2020. And Doc Ock is like, 2020? Are there flying cars? And he's like, no, dude, it's 1980. That's not that far-fetched. So there's a big fight. And of course, this kid sees Spider-Man get really beat up. And Spider-Man's like, kid, you gotta get out of here. Like, I don't even know why you followed me to this lab, but like, you gotta go. And Doc Ock turns around and he's like, insolent brat. But then like this kid figures out how to like power an extra like backpack suit with like the Doc Ock arms. And so him and Doc Ock have like a weird little brawl. And Spider-Man's like, this is officially the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me. I'm watching like a 10 year old punch Doc Ock with his own technology. And he finds out this kid is like mega smart. And so with the help of this kid, They beat Doc Ock, and the kid's like, beep, 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 on the computer. (laughs) Okay, I figured it out. You can go home to 2020. And Spider-Man's like, you're so smart. Your parents don't have time for you? And he's like, yeah, well, whatever. Like, shrug. And so Spider-Man, like, you know, he gets down on his knee, and he, like, grabs his kid, and he's like, listen, you have so much potential in this world, and if you want to be a hero, forget what I said. You should do it. You should be the biggest hero you can be, because people that have intellect and people that are wise and quick on their feet like you are you can't waste that talent you have to you have to have it be something so this kid's like okay sure mister and so he sends him back to the future and so spider-man gets back and he's like oh that sucked i just say goodbye to that kid i didn't even get his name i don't even know who that kid is i can't even look him up and so you know like two weeks later beep beep, beep it's a call from avengers tower and so he goes he's like what's good avengers and there's some shit to do and so they're like on assignment to do it and uh, everybody's getting suited up and Spider-Man looks over and Tony's like fixing one of his gauntlets and he has a, like a Spider-Man sticker in like a very secret kind of hidden place. And Peter's like, you haven't, where did you get that? You haven't always had that sticker on your outfit. And Tony looks at him and he's like, yeah, I have. What are, you, are you kidding? Everybody gives me shit about this. And Peter's like, why do you have a sticker of me? And he's like, no, I don't have a sticker of you. I have a sp- sticker of the original Spider Man. <laughs> And Peter's like the who, and he's like the spot. You know the Spider Man that used to live around. Come on, dude! I've told you this story a million times. There was a Spider Man, and he saved my ass, and he told me to be the biggest hero I could be. And so I built this big ass suit, and I never got to see him again. And I really hope that I gave him a good laugh because I really did become the biggest hero I could be. And then Thor showed up, and he was bigger than me. But for a while, I was the biggest hero I could be. But like come on dude like I've told you this story and I have the spider-man sticker so I don't like the bit let's go let's just go and spider-man's like it was Tony Stark oh my god I made Tony Stark Iron Man and then he flosses for a minute and that's the end of the comic (laughs) 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 so flossing is really important here yeah it super is so um so that's my idea that's my original pitch for The Iron Spider Beginnings. Kat, did Spider-Man ever go to the past? Was Spider-Man there? And did he influence a future superhero?
1: First of all, to borrow a phrase, I love it. <laughs> 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 this is how The Incredibles should have ended. <laughs> right? I think that would have been a much better message We reference The Incredibles so much on this show. <laughs> well, we have a lot to say. So as, as much as time travel does show up in Marvel Comics, I do feel like they are... Try to be kind of judicious about things, especially things that have large impacts Mm -hmm. on the timeline and on major characters. And when it comes to things that might potentially retcon stuff, I think it's usually like a very calculated decision. Sure. So I couldn't find a story, not to say it's not out there, but in everything I sifted through, I couldn't find a story that was specifically like Spider-Man goes back in time and then because of his actions, Iron Man or another hero becomes who they are or Mm -hmm. like something significant changes or whatever. He he introduces the X gene into the gene pool and, you know, later anything like (laughs) that. Like, yeah. So I couldn't find anything that was, that was of that flavor as much as I would love to read that story. Um, and if it's out there and if somebody would like to correct me and be like, absolutely not, it's in super duper Spider-Man number 27, please let me know because I want to read it. I'm so, so glad that you like it that much. <laughs> <laughs> so what I did end up finding was a time travel story that does involve Spider-Man and Iron Man. Mm-hmm. So that's the story I'm going to share, even though it has very little similarity to your plot That's line. okay. I'm, I'm about it. I'm about uh, listen. I came plugged in
0: this week for Iron Man. I don't particularly care him. I've said this in the past. I don't care Tony Stark. But this week I was like, I was kind of feeling it in my little heart. I was like, well, I do kind of shit on him a lot. So maybe this week I will be good to Tony Stark. (laughs) I will be damned if I'm ever good to Reed Richards. But Tony
1: Stark... I'll cut him some slack this week. I'm excited to hear what you have brought me. All right. So what I have is a classic from the 1970s Marvel team-up series. And this is a story that spans three issues. And to start off with, it's pretty basic. Like, this is, I mean, these are the early eras of comics. Mm -hmm. So Spider-Man is having a perfectly nice weekend at his apartment. And it gets interrupted because he's, like, watching the news and he sees Tony Stark is trying to get into Avengers Tower, but he can't because it's like surrounded by this crazy force field and he's like trying to blast his way in and he can't get in and everybody's like trying to figure out what's going on with Avengers Tower. And so Spider-Man is like, I was going to sit here and read the comics out of the newspaper, but apparently I can't have nice things. So I guess I'm going to go and see what that's about. (laughs) So he goes down there and... He's like, "What is this big commotion? You're making a big fuss on the news. Like, just go inside your damn house." And he's like, "Yeah, I'm trying." And so, as they're like trying to figure out what this weird force field is around the house, a portal just sort of opens up conveniently because this was the '70s, and sure. things just happen to move the story along. And That's they both how my of...
0: stories all work. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, and, I don't give, I don't blame them.
1: And so they both sort of just tumble in. Then it's all very like '70s psychedelic. Ooh, you're in a portal, ooh, subspace. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) And while they're there, they see like some spaceships and other like portal traversing crafts that are like floating in space and they're like, are they stuck here? Are they supposed to be here? Are we supposed to? Are we stuck here? Like, ah! But they get brought on board to one of the ships and... The person piloting it introduces himself as Zarko, the Tomorrow Man, which is, I think you have to say it that way every time. <laughs> tomorrow Man. I'll do it. Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so he explains that he is locked in this like eternal battle with this guy named Kang, the Conqueror, who I believe has shown up at least once before in the comics at this point. And Kang is kind of like, he's a time travel dude. He's caused some problems in the past, but he's he's nothing like a major villain or anything like that. So he's like, yeah, so he wants to like have conquest over all of time and shape it to his liking. And I don't really care for that. And he's also captured all of the Avengers and he's holding them hostage in his time period of the 23rd century. And that probably doesn't sit well with you guys. So what I want you to do is come with me and help me bust into his hideout and free the Avengers and take him down and it'll all be great. And they're like, yeah, okay, that sounds pretty standard for us, right? We'll, that, we'll do that. And so Spider-Man and Iron Man manage to like infiltrate the base and they like take out a bunch of goon robots. And while they're <laughs> doing that, then Zarko, the Tomorrow Man is able to like <laughs> sneak in behind them and get in there and. Yeah, there's this really funny moment where, like, Spider-Man and Iron Man meet this, like, existential robot that, like... it's like a much larger robot so like they've been beating up these little like cyborgs and stuff but then they meet this like really big robot and the robots like sees iron man and it's like you are not a creature of metal but not a creature of flesh and like he's like mystified by like iron man being a guy in a robot suit like this is just breaking his robot brain and they're like okay you can have your existential crisis later but also we're just gonna beat you up so it doesn't really matter but it was just like a really strange two panels where this like robot is his brain is kind of exploding (laughs) as he sees (laughs) Iron Man. Um, I love it. So Zarko gets inside and then uh, Spidey and Iron Man like find all the imprisoned Avengers. They're like in these like force field stasis cubes or whatever being held. So Kang shows up and he and Zarko fight. And during this fight somehow... Uh, Spider Man and Iron Man get knocked out on the floor, and then Zarco starts monologuing to Kang about how the only reason that they've been locked in this fight for so long is that Zarco comes from a future where weapons have all been outlawed, and so he's having to fight. Kang's weapons technology without the benefit of having his own, basically. Like, he comes from this pacifist society, so he's, like, not equipped to fight. Okay. So, he... So, Zarko reveals his plan, his true plan, which is he's set several time bombs on Earth, and they're in, like, strategic locations. And the idea is that when they go off, they will set off this, like, ripple effect that will... Like, it won't kill people, but it will revert the time period so like the city will still be there but it will go back as far as like technology and the people will like go backwards as far as like civilization or whatever so like this normal city will become like an ancient city okay and the people like if we won't have accountants we'll have like stone masons now like but it will be th- <laughs> but like the same people will be alive and so his idea is that he's going to set off these bombs that will then like decivilize i don't really know a better word for it yeah the entire planet with the exception of this like weapons stockpile somewhere on the planet and so that will apparently make it easy for him to go to earth take those weapons and then study them and like create weapons of his own which he will then use to defeat kang and The the, the conqueror and then take over time and make it into his own image as he sees fit and of course he monologues all this while like spider-man and iron man are lying on the ground but i guess spider-man is awake enough to be like that sounds bad (laughs) um (laughs) so spider-man like while while they're having their squabble spider-man manages to like get up and he's like iron man we got to stop this and iron man's like i can't move (laughs) just leave me here to die and spider-man's like i'll leave you here to chill for a minute but I, I gotta go find somebody that can help me. Right. So he goes back to, like, the time portal room, which I assume is just, like, by the bathrooms. Like, all spaceships have one of these. And he sends himself back in time to, like, his current day and ends up running into the Human Torch, of course, because, like, you gotta have more team-ups. Uh, this is just more and more team-ups. Okay. <laughs> You're like, oh, boy, the Human Torch is there again. Yeah, oh, oh, boy. <laughs> Sorry. It's- I know there's Spidey Torch fans
0: that listen to this show, but, like, okay
1: so spider-man explains the situation and human torch is like wow that sounds pretty bad i like television and so they split up and it's really funny because like the human torch is like all right well i'm off to japan and spider-man's like i guess i'm gonna go to south america and so like that okay that sounds all right because like human torch is like all right and he flies right because he can fly right so he just flies to japan but spider-man has to like he, like, tucks himself into the undercarriage of an airplane, like the... <laughs> <laughs> like the luggage compartment like of an airplane. Like a stowaway.
0: He's, yeah. like, in
1: the... <laughs> and so there's, like, a... There's a panel where, like, the wheels are coming down from the plane, and he's, like, barrel rolling out onto the runway to, like, <laughs> to, to land. And I'm like, I guess that's one way to travel. They don't fucking um, make them like they used to. <laughs> I know. So they both... Well... The Human Torch manages just to, like incinerate one bomb and Spider-Man uses his webs to disarm the other one. But it's really funny because they do start to set off, but it's like a very slow ripple effect. So like you watch these like people in Japan who are like going to their offices and stuff like that. But then like slowly the town starts like changing and like the people start becoming samurai and geisha and stuff like oh my that. God. And, like It's really silly. so they managed to do that. And then they're like, OK, there's one more left and it's in ancient Greece and the Human Torch is like, okay, well, I'll just go fly over there and set it on fire. And Spider-Man is like, no, 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 hold on. Because if you do that, then I can't get back to the future where like the Avengers and Iron Man are being held. So let me get the bomb and then we'll need to find somebody that can help me use its technology to go, so I can go back to the future and fix things. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, who knows about this kind of stuff? Oh, it's giving off the same kind of energies as you would find in the negative zone. And the inhumans know <gasps> about the negative zone. So no. we need to find the inhumans. And Giant just like, yeah, that sounds like it would work, but that means seeing my ex girlfriend and I don't feel like it. So I'm out. <laughs> he just flies away. <laughs> what a bastard. And so Spider Man is like, all right. So he like, so I guess in this. Time. The Inhumans have like a secret, hidden base in the Himalayas. So he like gets a ride from an obliging helicopter pilot and like gets dropped off there. And he's like, time bomb, resetting time, the future. And they're like, oh my gosh, Spider Man, that sounds really important. We should help you. In fact, we'll go with you to the future to help you solve this problem. And he's like, God, I don't know why they banned you and like sent you to the mountains you guys are great and they're like we know and so they they go with him to the 23rd century they managed to use the time bomb to create a time portal and then they go to the 23rd century Mm -hmm. and then it's kind of sad because half of this particular issue is just recap of what's happened in the first two issues i love it but they go they go to the future and then they just have a curb stomp battle where they destroy all the robots and they quickly take care of Kang and Zarkon and like free the Avengers. And they're like, all right, there's enough of this. We're going to make you face justice, whatever that means in this situation. And then they realized that while they do have Zark, Zarko in custody, uh, Kang has escaped. Like mm-hmm. he's slipped out of his costume. Like they're like, we've got him right here. And they like hold up an empty costume. and Like the mask falls off <laughs> and there's nobody there. And they're like, oh shit. Well, whoops. Whoops. Okay, that's like they, they they go back to their time and like basically the Avengers are like, thanks, Spider Man. We're sorry we ruined your weekend. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll send you my bill later. And that's basically how it ends. Okay. And I will say this: that we were so close, actually, to your problem. We missed it by just a hair because as I was doing all my digging, I found out that Kang is like one of those recurring villains like does, he's not like a constant villain that you see all the time you know like norman osborne or you know not one of the like classics but he shows up when it's convenient and when mm-hmm. they decide they want to mess around with time travel and time travel villains and there was an event much later down the line that was uh in an avengers title okay that was called force works or like it was like our limited series called force works uh-huh. and one of the plot points in force works was learning that For the past 30 years since their first encounter, which was not this story, but was a different Avengers story from a couple years earlier, apparently Tony Stark had been under the thrall of King somehow and had like for three decades had basically been like a secret agent working under King's influence, like whether or not he realized it. And so I was like, oh shit, like if this had been that moment, if this had been that first because like Tony Stark spent a lot of time being unconscious in King's Fortress or whatever in this mm-hmm. in this story. But I was like, oh, we were so close, cause like this could have been that moment. So like technically by going there with Spider-Man, it could have introduced him there and then introduced the seed for that later retcon three decades later. But it wasn't quite the didn't quite match up. Uh, Damn. But that's okay because apparently that whole story and that whole retcon was such a mess that it's one of those stories that people pretend didn't happen. (laughs) Okay. That happens a
0: lot with comics, I notice. It does.
1: It really does. Like sometimes it's sometimes I think the events themselves. Can be lackluster, but then it's like, oh, but the consequences and the fallout is really interesting to read about. Mm-hmm. Uh, like what happens after this, the, the death of this character wasn't that interesting, but what happens to the world without that character can be really interesting. Yeah. But I think this was just one that was a bad idea and the consequences were bad. And we just, we just pretend it didn't happen. Okay. <laughs> so that is the main Spider-Man, Iron Man time travel shenanigan again, I could find.
0: <laughs> I do like it. I do I really do. I love vintage uh, comic storylines. I love the absolutely nonsensical logic behind this story. I think this is one of the more fun ones that you've brought me for sure. Cuz sometimes they get real serious, but like Yeah. I I don't know. This one's just this one really feels like in the spirit of comics, you know? Yeah,
1: I think the Marvel team up series overall is very lighthearted. And I don't want to say like low stakes, but because it's not part of the main title, like you couldn't guarantee that everybody was going to read it and know what happened in it. So, you know, everything kind of has to more or less be reset to normal by the end of it. So, mm-hmm. it, you know it kind of is low stakes yeah but yeah there was just so much that it was like and this is happening because the plot needs it to happen
0: right yeah well that's literally like anytime i come up with a pitch i'm like oh i don't have any logic for this and then i'm like it's a comic whatever (laughs) it just happens like (laughs) the the old spider-man you know whatever like (laughs) i do like to imagine the idea of tony believing that there was an original spider-man who just happened to disappear for like 30 years and then a new spider-man showed up that he just happened to get to know which is the logic of my pitch but also i just don't care it's a good story i came up with i really
1: i really love that though there's so much opportunity for tony to be like to like want to mentor the quote-unquote new spider-man to be more like the puffed up memory he has right yeah the old spider-man i love that
0: his like gilded memory he's like and he was so i mean he was huge and peter's like was he (laughs) like like, like, yeah he was huge They should have called him tarantula man and peter's like oh (laughs) uh uh-huh tell me more yeah i don't know i've had a lot of fun with this one and as with all of my pitches that don't exist in comics if you work for marvel or whoever uh and you would like to make this official Just kidding. If you like my pitch or if you want to submit an idea for a theme for the show,
1: Kat, can you tell the people where they can get in contact with us? Absolutely. Please send all of your inquiries, comments, questions, corrections, and funny jokes to us at wasspideythere at gmail.com. Or if you're one of those new kids with just a cell phone in your hands, you can tweet us at Was Spidey There.
0: Add us if you're talking to us. Hashtag if you're talking about us. It's time for us to time travel again. We're going to do a little tiny jump. We'll see you guys. It'll be 15 years in the future next time after this little piece of music plays so that we can get to cat's half of the podcast. So uh, beep, 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 beep. That's me powering up the time machine. Let's go. okay cat how do you feel now that you're 15 years older so tired (laughs) but full of knowledge full of knowledge uh do you have knowledge of maybe like two
1: comic books
0: and maybe like a fan fiction you could tell me about
1: i do i have scoured the past for some of the finest plot lines ever (laughs) told in in stone We've got some fun ones this week. Okay. I'm really excited about these. I think you're going to enjoy them. <laughs> All right. Um, do you want to tell the people what this segment's about? All right. So in this segment, we have two canon storylines I've taken from some form of Spider-Man media and one story I've taken from an obliging fan. And I'm going to give Zeke the summaries and he has to try and guess which one of them is the odd man out.
0: I'm not good at this game. I say that every episode because I'm not. But you've got 15 years more experience now. But I am. I was just going to say I'm 15 years older and 15 years wiser. Um, What cool feature sticker uh, do you have for me this week?
1: Well, because we've been doing this for 15 Mm -hmm. years, I thought we could get a little fancy. Mm -hmm. And I have for you uh, a duo. It's a little spider-man Sumsum sticker and it, he has his eyes narrowed because he's in hot pursuit of a little white rabbit with a clock. Oh,
0: I love it! Wow. Time. We've, we've incorporated it with the sticker. I was gonna say time travel and then I realized it's not what the white rabbit does so I just said time. This is not a
1: good bit. Please tell me the first plot. <laughs> All right, here's the first storyline. It starts with a blueberry muffin. Or more specifically, the exact same batch of blueberry muffins Aunt May made for breakfast the day before. Soon, Peter realizes he's trapped in a time loop, reliving the same day over and over again. Worst of all, his friends, family, even the Avengers, don't realize his predicament, leaving him to solve the problem on his own.
0: Okay, this is like that episode of Supernatural where it plays heat of the moment at the beginning of every day. Imagine that. Imagine being Spider Man, you're in your bed, and Aunt May's like, Peter, I made muffins the heat of the moment. Over and <laughs> over every day. That would drive
1: me nuts. Okay, I like this one though. Uh, let's move on to plot number two. Number two Everyone wishes they could go back and change something about their teenage years. So when Peter gets sent back in time and to a parallel dimension, he can't resist giving the younger version of himself some pointers. Will the life advice from a grown up Spidey help put young Peter on the right path? Or will it convince him to give up the superhero life once and for all?
0: Okay, see, now these both sound like really good fan fictions is the problem. Okay, I'm, I'm already stumped. So let me have the third one.
1: Number three, after being shunted around from the Stone Age to the End of Times and every when in between, Spider-Man and Wolverine have finally had enough of it and each other. Despite their misgivings, the pair will have to work together to find out who is toying with the time stream, why, and if there's any way for them to get back home.
0: Okay, so... Oh, man. Okay, so it's Time Loop and Younger Self and time travel with wolverine yep okay oh man damn it i thought i had it this week too (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. okay i think you know what i think the first one is the fan well hold on see i do this i second guess myself (laughs) um the reason that i'm second guessing is because of what you mentioned in the beginning where you're like they're really careful about like uh, things that could get retconned or like changed and so i'm i'm wondering if there's I'm wondering if they would be open to a canon plot where spider-man meets his younger self
1: man i'm really stumped um well the good news is if you get it wrong you can go back and try it again that's true i can because yeah you know what nope i'm
0: gonna go with my gut i think the first one's the fan fiction and then i think the uh, two and three are canon storylines just because i love (laughs) i think the blueberry muffins really just pings the fan fiction thing in my brain for some reason but that's my final answer. It's fanfic, canon, canon.
1: 15 years of experience has served you well. You have earned yourself a double sticker combo pack. Hell yeah! I'm dabbing, which is not cool 15 years in the
0: future, but I don't <laughs> care. It's coming back around. It's coming it, back. It's coming, yeah. like we're, Well, I'm working on, personally, I'm working on bringing back Flossing now that TikTok's not banned anymore. So we're going to have it on a roll. Oh my god, I'm so proud of myself. Yes. Okay. Do you know why I didn't think the Wolverine one was the fan fiction? why is that because i didn't think anybody would care enough to write that. <laughs> it just wolverine is like whatever he's like a meathead i don't think he's that fun to write fan fiction about i'm sorry if you're a wolverine fan and i know there's wolverine fan fiction out there but just if you're writing fanfiction with spider-man in it i don't think wolverine is your other guy of choice to put in the fan fiction and that's that was my logic my my aged wizened logic but tell me about these, I, I, I want to hear all about them.
1: Alright, so the first one is a cute story I found, it's called Kairos, and it's by Mochi Moon. Oh, that's so cute! everybody has yeah, got such it?
0: great usernames on Ao3.
1: And this one, it's, it's kind of like a Groundhog Day story, where I think they did a really good job of showing Peter's confusion is like, what's happening? But also, in a relatively short, like one shot, they did a good job of showing kind of the hopelessness. And at first I was like, oh, yeah, you know, like you just go to the Avengers and someone will fix it. And I'm like, oh, but if they can't fix it in like 24 hours, all your progress is lost. And, ah. and, and like showing that sort of hopelessness as he goes from like being confused and like maybe it's just me to realizing what's happening to trying to find solutions to feeling hopeless about it to then just kind of like, saying like fuck it i'm not going to school today <laughs> or like i'm just gonna tell that girl that i like her or whatever. Right. before kind of finally making some better choices to eventually get himself out of the loop so i think that that was a really fun story and i was glad to find it so yeah that that was a fun one to read the second one is part of a larger arc but mm-hmm. i wanted to focus on just the past the visiting the younger self portion of it uh-huh. because they do go back to the future I almost used this story for the first segment, because they do go to the past, and they do some things there that do affect the future, and that does include affecting things for Tony, but, like, Tony isn't around, so I didn't think that it was, like, similar enough. It was like, oh, yeah, incidentally, like, the lives of these 12 people changed, and it's like, well, okay, but, like, that's not really the focus of the story. Right, okay, also Uh, Iron
0: Man was there, but not, like... Yeah.
1: (laughs) So this is from Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man, and... I really liked the first part of this arc. It was a little bit strange at first because the art style shifted, but then I realized, oh, it shifted when they went back in time, and then it kind of comes back when they're back in the future. And I actually really love the art style for these particular issues because it's a little bit more simplified. It's not as, like, glossy and, like, super shaded as a lot of the, like, really, like, fancy artwork can get sometimes especially when it's like oh they're in the future and they're finding super glowing robots um Mm. but i think that adds to kind of the nostalgic charm of seeing like teenage peter parker and i will say that when they were drawing young peter parker they were definitely like channeling some tom holland vibes which is kind of funny to me because I feel people like to throw a lot of Civil War Spider-Man around and be like, look, Andrew Garfield looks just like him. And it's like, or they were using Andrew Garfield as a model reference when they drew that picture. Right, (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's how art works.
0: (laughs) Um, um, The chicken or the egg, the Garfield or the (laughs) Spider-Man.
1: But uh, the other thing about this that I didn't include, because I think it would have been a dead giveaway for you, was that older spider-man doesn't go alone he goes with jonah and Teresa parker into the past and so there's a moment where like you know they're in the past and they're like okay we're back here to to get the goober to do the thing in the future to fix the thing and so they go to young peter parker's house and they're standing around in his bedroom like waiting for him to show up so they can explain what's going on and he like crawls into the window and he's like what the fuck what people in my bedroom what's happening and like older spider-man's like okay calm down it's okay Let me explain what's going on. And he's like, what is Jameson doing here? Oh, my God. And, like, he pulls off his mask, and, like, Jameson is like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I forgot how young you were. Oh, (laughs) shit. I tried to kill you. And then then young Peter's like, what? (laughs) 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 Um, Because he's only, like, 16. Right. And... The other, th- the other thing that I really like about this arc is that, like, older Spider-Man is like, I've been around the block. I know how to handle these bad guys. Like, I've got 10 plus years of experience on, you know, this version of the Goblin and stuff like that. This is a piece of cake. It's still fun, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, like, trying to be, like, the cool, you know, uncle or whatever to his younger self. But what I-, what I liked about this is even though the younger Spider-Man is, like, he's adorable and he's trying real hard, there are moments where you see that he's... Barely keeping the lid on his anger. Like there's a moment where like Flash teases him about his uncle, and like he's just, just raring to like punch his face in, and before he gets held back. And there's just like moments like that. And I think it's really important to remember kind of like the journey that the character has been over through the years. And that especially like as a teenager in those early issues in the early incarnations of Spider-Man, like there was a lot of anger in the character and that even though like we think of like friendly neighborhood spider-man that that is like a conscious choice that the character made versus like oh he's always been the super chill guy and so it was kind of a nice little reminder of like where the character has been and what they've grown into um which i like to see in like a modern comic so that was a really fun one to read but even more fun than that Was the third title, which I think is maybe going to be Zeke's pick for thing I'm going to check out after the show. Probably,
0: yeah. (laughs) I do like Wolverine. I just don't think people want to write fan fiction about it, but I personally love Wolverine.
1: Um, So this was Astonishing Spider-Man and Wolverine 1 through 6. It was just a short miniseries. And... This was definitely one of those stories like time travel stories tend to be where things kind of unfold as you're going along so you're kind of lost at first as to why things are happening but it it almost immediately throws them into like the stone age and you see this kind of uh dark past where like Spider-Man has clearly been there for ages and ages you know he's got his bamboo hut that's full of like prehistoric insects that he's been studying (laughs) and um and you know he's got the huge caveman beard and he's talking about studying the stars and uh seeing constellations he hadn't seen in his own sky and some that haven't shown up yet and meanwhile wolverine is literally like down with they call themselves the small folk but they're basically like the race of bipeds that died out when humans took over <laughs> mm-hmm. okay what, whatever those were and just like fucking and having a great time <laughs> <laughs> like he's taught he's taught them how to make beer and like they basically revere him as like a leader god and uh you know and like peter's like we're not supposed to do anything that changes the timeline and wolverine's like i don't have time for that shit wolverine <laughs> said well <laughs> i did <laughs> yeah whoops um, and, and then, like, they end up in a future that's, like, like maybe, like, not too far into the future from their own timeline where, like, humanity, there is no humanity. There is still a race of these, like, sm- evolved small folk who are like, oh, my God, the Messiah has returned to lead us to glory. And Wolverine's like, oh, shit, that's me. <laughs> But there's always like some kind of cataclysmic event that like seems to shunt them through time. And it doesn't really become clear until later, like what's moving them and why it's moving them around. What I did really like about this series was they definitely start off like antagonizing each other like they're you would think like, oh, they're from the same timeline. They'd want to work together. But the writing does such a good job of explaining like the difference in their personalities and their approaches and how it was just easier for them to fuck off in their own directions. And so like it literally isn't until Peter realizes like, oh, you know, the asteroid, like the big one. Yeah, that's that's coming. And so like he <laughs> oh, goes shit. to tell, yeah, he like goes to tell Logan like, so that in the sky is going to get bigger. <laughs> and we got about a day. And so like, there's always something that's like coming in like this huge event or whatever. And it's really great to see them, even though they've been on teams together in the past and worked together in the past, you know, it's always out of necessity. Um, It's really interesting to see this story where their working relationship grows over time. Um, (laughs) and changes and we you know we get those inner monologues for both of them and you know what they hate about each other and what they respect about each other and i think if you like either of these characters or if you've ever been interested at all in their chemistry as teammates like this is definitely a story to check out
0: i'm I'm such a big fan of Logan being like whoopsie daisy, messed up the timeline. <laughs> oopsie whoopsie. Like Spider Man's like, stop doing things that mess up the timeline. And Wolverine's like, huh, about that. Like <laughs> <laughs> I think that's really good. Um, I also did want to say that I not that I wasn't listening, because I promised I was, but I did look up Kairos by Mochi Moon on my phone so that I would have it available to read after the show. And I wanna the it's this is the very beginning so it's not a spoiler if if you want to go read it. But I do love this piece of dialogue where he eats the muffin and he says, "Are these leftover from yesterday?" and May says, "No, I made them this morning." And he says, "Well, they're just as good as the other day." <laughs> like she just said I made them this morning and he's like, "Oh, well then these leftovers slap." <laughs> like I think you nailed Peter Parker. <laughs> thanks so much for doing all this research cat i've had a great time (laughs) i've enjoyed hearing about all these cool time travel shenanigans this is easily i think one of my favorite episodes that we've done so far but i would like to know
1: do you have a cool piece of time travel trivia for us this week I do. I have one that uh, if I don't care if anybody else thinks it's cool, it made my weekend. Okay, that's um, all that matters. It's our podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah. If you hey, listen. If you
1: if you're listening to this. You don't like our podcast? Fuck you. <laughs> if you don't like this fact, mm, too bad. Yeah. Uh, Whoopsie Daisy. <laughs> talk to Wolverine. Yeah. Um, I was going through a lot of different media and another piece of Spider-Man lore that I thought I might include in this episode, but didn't have room for was the 2011 video game uh, Spider-Man Edge of Time, which uh-huh. is a PS3 game. And this was a sequel to Shattered Dimensions, I think, which came out like the year before or something like that. And this is a game where you are playing two different Spider-Men. You're playing regular Peter Parker, Spider-Man in the current day, and also Miguel O'Hara, who is Spider-Man 2099 in the future. Okay. And basically the way the game works is that shenanigans happen in the future and a bad guy is opening up a portal to the past to go do things in the past and then change the future. And Miguel O'Hara is able to open like a mind link between himself and Peter Parker and communicate that way, like walkie talkie style. And then what you're doing is through the game, you're trying to accomplish objectives. But like what Peter Parker does in his timeline affects like they're in the same building 100 years apart basically and whatever peter parker does in the building in his timeline like affects the future timeline so like if he destroys experiments then those monsters are no longer around in the future to fuck up miguel's life right okay
0: Things, uh, things so, like that.
1: that's super cool like the mechanic the, the idea behind it is is pretty cool um so i was watching this gameplay to uh become a little more familiar with the plot see if there's anything there i could use and as i was watching the game i was like who is who is that that's familiar like because i was Mm -hmm. like oh yeah okay spider-man sounds familiar and i looked it up and i was like oh okay that's zeke's favorite boy josh keaton Ah, uh, playing playing peter parker um but then i was like wait but who's playing miguel o'hara that is a very distinctive and like it took me just a second but then i realized that it's christopher daniel barnes who did the voice for Spider-Man in the 90s cartoon, which by this point, you know that I love so much. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was just really excited to see that, like, he's still involved in Spider-Man media in some incarnation. And so, like, I was just, like, like, just knowing that made me really, not like care about like Miguel Mm -hmm. O'Hara more than I had before I was like oh but now you are my favorite boy because you have my favorite boy's voice oh it's so good to hear you again like (laughs) running into an old friend but the funny thing is is I was like oh I wonder what other like Spider-Man media he's been involved with and I was just like checking out his IMDb and he mostly does voice work and he's been involved in a number of Spider-Man titles like if not playing Spider-Man then playing other side characters or villains or he played Spider-Man noir in one case But one of his other most famous roles, which is definitely something that I knew from the 90s, but I think that people may appreciate today, is that he also does the voice for Prince Eric from The Little Mermaid. (laughs) so even before the marvel disney merger i think you could make the case that spider-man is a disney prince
0: i love it thank you for not thank you for not disney princess when people are like "Cusco is a disney princess i'm like eat ass he's a disney prince (laughs) peter parker as a disney prince is so ah chef kiss so thank you uh so much mr barnes Mm -hmm. okay thank you so much mr barnes for really melding this rock solid case for us like (laughs) there is there is no this is uh incontestable proof that peter parker is in fact a time-traveling disney prince (laughs) who can he's he can do it all folks except take a nap (laughs) (laughs) or cook a whole meal (laughs) but other than that he's he's pretty spider capable i think well, thank you so much for zipping all over time and space, finding these cool facts and these cool comics for us. Uh, once again, uh, if you enjoy the show and you have any future ideas for us or or past ideas or present ideas, we don't care if you're a time traveler. We won't tell anybody. Uh, you can hit us up at wasspideythere at gmail.com or you can tweet us at wasspideythere on Twitter. My name is Zeke. And I'm Kat. And we'll see you next time or maybe the time before that or maybe the time right now. Um, sometimes anyway we'll see you bye (laughs) what's up spider pals it's zeke if you enjoyed the stories that we talked about in today's episode you should check out the issues that they're from And they are Marvel Team-Up from 1972, issues 9 through 11, Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider-Man, numbers 301 through 305, Astonishing Spider-Man and Wolverine, numbers 1 through 6, and our featured fanfic this week is Kairos by Mochi Moon. That's all one word, Mochi Moon, and Kairos, like the Greek word, I mean, you'll find it. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time.